0: what's that nine called what's this episode called <laughs> yeah well it's called droughtlander episode no six. no the, the episode that we're looking at oh episode 10 is called i don't know i didn't write it down Have you? Read it oh down? by the pricking of my thumbs by the pricking of my thumbs i well, think that is not a very professional way <laughs> to start the podcast maureen you i just saw watch. me press record I and did not see you then you record. chose that moment to ask me that i just look we've Let's established i can't see through my glasses Let me clean them. Right, let's start again. Okay, so welcome one and all to uh, episode six of Droughtlander where uh, both uh, myself, Jen Brister and Maureen Younger will be discussing episodes 10 and 11 of the first series of Outlander. You're welcome. Um, I I am at this very moment polishing Maureen's glasses because I mean We've written some notes, but you can't read them. And it's not because the glasses don't work. It's because they just need a bloody good clean. Look, there you go. Oh, yeah, they look good now. They look good now. I they don't cut, smeared in God <gasps> knows can what. See. Can you see I again? can see now. It's brilliant. Who knew? Everyone, Maureen. Absolutely everyone. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry we haven't been here for quite a while. Um, we're busy. Unbelievably. It's very unusual <laughs> for us, but we have been busy <laughs> really busy uh, with work and travelling and children, in my case, and... Maureen with having to put up with me having children so yes. children have been involved in both ways right so we're going to talk about episodes 10 11 I am now just for the people that are listening to this podcast completely up to date on the whole of the series of series one
1: yes you found the last two episodes quite <laughs> I can't outgoing. talk
0: about them I can't talk about them yet but when we get to them it's going to be hard work so but we're not talking about 15 and 16 now we're talking about episodes 10 and the scene opens with uh, Jamie going down
1: very enthusiastically on en Claire. I know, absolutely. Which you first saw on a train, didn't you? Remember,
0: I was watching this on a Southern train. I know. I mean, do these things actually exist? They do. On a Southern train, I did from warn you, London Victoria to Brighton, and um yeah, really wish I hadn't been, <laughs> if I'm honest, because the guy that was sat uh, next to me, uh, well, I think he just thought I just racked up a bit of porn. <laughs> So I did have to sort of kind of gently fast forward that. Obviously, I watched it again. As you'll know, if you listen to the last podcast that we did with Maury Younger, which was no less awkward, if I'm honest. Anyway, here we go. So that's what starts. That's and how can that I episode say, starts. just um,
1: apparently the writers wanted, when the, there's knocking, they wanted Claire to kind of insist that he carries on. And the female writer said, no, it's much better if Jamie's the one who... Because
0: he kind of goes, no, 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 and carries on, finishes the job.
1: And I think that's actually true. They were right. Oh,
0: yeah, absolutely. In, if we're going to keep down this uh, fantasy, you know, male. fantasy male wormhole... That's at least 10,000 fantasy points. Yeah, 10,000 fantasy points is a guy that doesn't want to stop until the woman that he loves climaxes. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is fiction. Anyway, <coughs> <laughs> not just fiction, pure fantasy.
1: <laughs> and then they are interrupted by Murdoch, who has news that the Duke of Sandringham who's played by and Cowell, who does a very good job at playing a very annoying Englishman, um, has arrived in Scotland and uh, Jamie sees this as a chance to clear his name. Explain that bit, uh, Maureen, why, why he feels like Sandringham can clear his name. he's very powerful at court, so he thinks if you can put a good word in him, in for him at court, then his name will be cleared. Claire, though, I mean, even though she's just had the orgasm of her life, um, he's still on the ball and goes, actually, you should watch out because he's a good friend of Black Jack.
0: Yes, Black Jack Randall, let's not forget that. Um... And also, uh, doesn't she also find a thing under the bed? Did yeah, we... but that, that's right. That's that afterwards? No, that, that was last week, last episode. Oh, she found the ill wish under the bed. There's so many sex scenes, you forget which one. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. That ill wish was found on Jamie, other sex Jamie managed scene. to keep up
1: quite well, but um, yeah.
0: Boom, more. Boom, look Boom. at that. Boom. A little bit of uh, oh, little heterosexual bit banter there, <laughs> um, which I'm joining in with. I'm joining in. Because, do you know, frankly, I'm really warming to Jamie. He's good, isn't he? If I was a lesbian back in the 70, 18th century, and if I had to go with a guy... That would be him.
1: Yeah, I'd go with him. I'd say as a
0: straight woman, yeah, that would be him as well. Well, I mean, I think it's slightly easier for you. but yes, um, that's true. I certainly wouldn't be appalled or, or, or horrified by his, the, his naked body. So anyway, moving forward, Claire confronts Leary Lowry... I always just keep
1: calling her Joan, because we don't really know how to pronounce it. It is Leary, but so for, jo- for Leary, we're going to just say Joan. Okay, Claire now. confronts
0: Joan about the ill-wish under her bed, and uh, Joan. Uh, Joan tells Claire, Jamie's mine.
1: She, he was mine, you stole him from me, all that.
0: Yeah, and uh, and then basically says something like about, oh, he must be feeling sick to his stomach having to plough your bits and bobs.
1: And Claire slaps her.
0: Slaps her, very quickly. <laughs> you know, Claire's very impulsive. She's not got... Uh, when it comes to self... You know, just she like, gets jealous about she. Yeah, uh, she's
1: very. I mean, to be honest, I can understand why she's very. <coughs> she doesn't really like. Uh, well, she's, Joan encroaching on her. Uh, but she
0: doesn't. I mean, I'm yet to see Claire do anything and think before she acts. <laughs> I mean, I look. I I, I can look, look literally. I mean, I'm very similar in life. I don't tend to think things through very well. But Claire really takes the biscuit. She's just like constantly making terrible decisions. But anyway, so she she well, that makes makes for a more exciting drama series, I suppose. I suppose so. Yeah. And
1: meanwhile, uh, Jamie is talking to Ned Gowan about this petition of complaint.
0: Oh, but we haven't finished the
1: the, oh, the, go, the Leary go, go bit, the Joan
0: bit, to... where Joan says. Yes, I left the ill-wish, but guess who gave it to me? Your friend... Gellis. Mm. Now, I always had my suspicions about Gellis.
1: Yeah, but Gellis probably didn't know who the ill-wish was for. She just sold it.
0: I mean, I don't mean about this bit, but just like here at this point when I was watching it, I thought, hmm, something's afoot with that Gellis bird. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm very intuitive, Maureen. Well, more than me, but that's... Not not in life, obviously. I'm a complete (laughs) clueless moron. But watching this, and with the help of Google, I learnt that there's something to (laughs) never mind anyway so carry on I interrupted you go down so
1: uh then Claire what is it Claire goes (coughs) to track down Gellis have a word with Gellis Gellis goes look I didn't know about it It wasn't my fault oh no that's first she she sees her at the uh she goes to chase her and Gellis I mean she's not very
0: secretive is is outside late at night in Scotland let's not forget doing a dance naked she's midnight dancing like a complete loony in Scotland, at like, naked, na- half naked. I mean, is it summer? Does no, summer it's, exist it's in win- Scotland? It's not really. It's winter, winter isn't it? It's winter, and there's no sign of her. Like she hasn't even got a goosebump. Yeah, I know. I mean, and she's ginger. She'd be blue. Yeah, it's, no. There's nothing about this. Just... That's that is weird.
1: Anyway, it's a uh, step too far. Weirdly, I mean, Claire doesn't join in, um, and then she confronts Gellis about the. Uh, about the ill wish she goes look it wasn't my fault and then on the way home Claire's in a very nice number I mean Claire gets really nice dresses Gellis looks dreadful she's in some kind of sack and they hear a baby crying and it's up a fairy hill although Claire doesn't know that so um Gellis refuses to deal with her
0: Claire of course oh yeah Claire goes in but before that you've jumped the gun again oh have I you've jumped the blinking gun again well maybe I have actually let's find <laughs> out we'll find out it's I, I it might well be me at what point is Gellis, because she's Gellis is also clearly pregnant. Oh, no, I have jumped the gun. So Gellis is clearly pregnant, and, and I think that's when she reveals to Claire that her husband isn't the father. It's Dougal. It's Dougal of the mustachio kind, who we all agree has a moustache. Anyway, so... <laughs> then Claire and Gellis hear a baby crying. Now immediately i mean you think Gellis is when we find out what we find out later it doesn't matter but Gellis is really she's adapted to 18th century ways yeah yeah she's
1: like it's a fairy hill
0: leave it don't well she knows what they're going to be what it's like so she's she's completely like listen love don't get involved with all that shebang obviously claire who literally has no idea never listens to anybody about self-control or just self-preservation generally head headlong into uh which she would. I mean, like if I heard a baby crying, of course I would go and check it out. But the baby, by the time she gets there, is all has already died. Yeah. So she cradles the baby, and who should pop up? But Jamie. Who has like a Claire Dar. <laughs> a Claire Dar? Anywhere she is, whatever this the he just pops up like Mr. Ben. For anyone under thirty five, you won't remember Mr. <laughs> ben. It was a very good series. A <clears throat> fantastic children's series. Anyway. Mr. So Mr. Ben, a.k.a. Jane, Jamie, turns up. I mean, like, every single time. Now he bumped there. into Gellis, didn't he? And Gellis told, told Whatever. Him. He always turns up in the nick of time and says to her, listen, don't get involved with this. The parents left the baby here for reasons. For the fairies. You won't understand. She's like, these people are nuts, Meg. He's like, maybe. Let's but they go. live in a
1: small village. They haven't been out the village. They have, you know, very limited view of the world, perhaps.
0: Exactly. So... That happens. She leaves the baby, uh, and then Claire. I, we might be skipping along here, but I only took very brief notes because it takes a long time, and I've gotten I've got ADHD. If, if anything, Claire um, goes, takes the initiative. Takes usual. the initiative without discussing it with Jamie, or waiting for a letter that that was going to be drawn up by Ned. I think the petition of complaint. Yeah, is that Ned that was going to do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And then goes to see B. Sandringham. That's it. Take over, Maureen.
1: And I have to say, <laughs> yeah. uh, Simon Cowell is fantastic as Sandra because he's completely obnoxious in it. And uh, basically, Claire, in her usual subtle way, threatens... Uh, she black- blackmails Duke, him. Blackmails him. Uh, says, look, if you don't do what Jamie wants, I will t- let people know that you're a Jacobite. He then threatens her. Your neck lo- would look nice with a something. Well, your neck is very nice. It be shame if it was separated or something. It was very subtle. And then basically backs down and goes, oh yes, I will look at the complaint.
0: I mean, like... Just, uh, just, Claire just wandering around like a sledgehammer, just <laughs> constantly just giving people ultimatums, blackmailing them. I think, the, I think them. the thing is, Claire is very, she. she's... I mean, have, that, a, have a word with yourself, love. I know, but I think the problem is, Jamie obviously is quite
1: young, he's very naive, he thinks he's going to work, he, he, you know, he's very enthusiastic about it. Claire definitely has her doubts, and she's not as enthusiastic as him. And so I think she just doesn't want him to be crushed by it not working, <coughs> you know, because he's got he's still that that naive kind of... It's possible stage, and she's obviously slightly more cynical.
0: Yeah, well, I know maybe, but she could certainly she could end up putting the cosh on it herself. Anyway, it doesn't happen because for some reason Claire, being as attractive as she is, even a very big, a big old bender like Sandringham, is, you know, like no, that hasn't likes been revealed. Of, likes but the look of it.
1: Well, it has been revealed. Yes, it has been revealed.
0: So, so, so well, Sandringham. I mean, Simon Callow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Play, doesn't play this particularly. Subtly, Subtly. <laughs> I think it would be fair to say. We get the idea that the guy probably prefers boys. Men, whatever. Um, so uh, so that happens. And then... Me- on their way back, um, they say, oh, you've got to come quickly. Dougal's in a
1: right state. Oh, yeah,
0: Dougal's in the right state because he's just found out that his wife has died of a fever. And so he's
1: going around trying to attack everybody. And they go, have you got a potion? And just luckily, she happens to have a potion on her, which
0: is which is handy. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> Also, can we just, just everybody like pause a second. Now, I get that Claire was a nurse in 1945 during the Second World War. But somehow, does I mean, I need to hear from other nurses, if there are any nurses listening to this sh- um, podcast. Do you automatically learn how to like, you know, mix herbs and stuff and to, to, so that you know the yeah, exact in, in amount? Episode, to like... In episode
1: one, she's really into plants and herbs and stuff. That's one of her hobbies. Oh Luckily. Oh,
0: God, that is so fortunate. That's so fortunate for a nurse that's going to find herself 200 years back in time. Yeah. Right, they really cut. They really We'd be screwed, wouldn't we? Who wants stand up comedians in. Well, oh, I'd be screwed. I mean, like, you, you and I, if there was. <laughs> we, a, we would have been burnt in the first episode. <laughs> we, we would be witches in the first episode. And, and I always think if I was, you know, if there was the Armageddon and there was like just about a dozen people left, you and I would be the first to go, can you sew? No. Yeah, can you build a can, fire? It's a joke? No. <laughs> What what, what practical skills you have? (laughs) Absolutely zero. Right, let's chop them up and make them into bacon. Um, so. But meanwhile, back at back to the show, Um, Dougal she drugs him. Dougal collapses. And also, we get the idea that Gellis has been doing that fancy dance in the in the. Oh yes. And the whole idea was so that. Get rid of the wife. So the wife will die, and lo and behold, she does. Of course, Claire doesn't believe this just thinks it's an accident she just thinks come on can't, it's a co- coincidence. coincidence it's a coincidence no such thing as magic and this is said from a woman that fell through a stone 200 years back in time who still can't get her head around magic anyway never mind okay so do Gorgo's goes apeshit i've written right oh, yes, yes. so that. claire him. right back to the duke
1: Oh, yeah, the Duke says he'll help uh, Jamie in that rive. bump <coughs> into the McDonald's, literally while well, the McDonald's bump into them. Uh, Jamie and Murta arrive. Um, he's all very flirty with Jamie. and says, Jamie, I will, do, uh, I will take your petition, but on you've got to do me a favour, and that's been my seconds in a duel with the McDonald's. And Murta isn't happy about this, because obviously the, the Fre- Mackenzie's and McDonald's are at, uh, kind of rivals. Uh, but Jamie goes, this is my chance. I've got to go for it. And I'm gonna, He agrees to become the second. And Claire is absolutely livid about it.
0: Well, she's usually very calm about things. She <laughs> takes things in a stride. She thinks about things. She's not hot-headed anyway. She goes ape shit. So, um, so that's what happens. Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, there is a dinner where Sandra, that the Mackenzies hold, where Sandringham is present, and who should drop down dead? Um, Arthur Duncan, Gellis's husband. His uh, Gellis's flatulent husband. <laughs> Played um, again with a lot of subtlety by John Sessions. Jesus, the noise is coming out of that bloke's bum! <laughs> it, it, I mean, what is wrong with his stomach? I don't, Whatever it is, it's well. We- well she's, he's being
1: poisoned by his wife, and then uh, we mm-hmm. realise that Dougal and uh, mm-hmm. Gellis went cahoots with this. And but not only did the viewer realise, but worse for Dougal and Gellis, Column, <coughs> excuse me, Colum Cotton's on that. There's something going on between these two, and Column isn't very happy.
0: Another very easygoing chap in this show, <laughs> of easygoing chaps. Um, Colin's not happy at all,
1: and uh, Claire realises because she can smell the cyanide. The the um, oh the almonds. The, the almonds, almonds that it's cyanide that Gellis has poisoned her husband. So
0: Gellis obviously denies it, but well, she uh, does, a, does a lot of screaming and oh, she's wailing. She does the right amount of crying.
1: And then, uh, meanwhile, uh, Jamie then goes off to
0: be the seconds to the i love this scene this is a really good scene This is a great scene what happens is for those of you who have never watched this show i know there's at least one person that's listening to this podcast that doesn't want to watch outlander lucy i've got absolutely no idea how you can be enjoying this hi lucy basically what happens is there are two um sets of men with guns which they fire point blank range at each other no one gets hit. That's the whole point. They, they're meant to miss each other. It's a, it's a point of honour. They're not trying
1: to aim at each other. are
0: they? No. What, well, what's the point of a the duel? Well, it, 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 it. It's just because
1: it, it's a point of honour, but you just, the whole point is that you don't aim at each other. Well, what kind of a duel is that? <laughs> I thought a duel was somebody had to it die. It depends, depends on the point. But no, but this one, they weren't meant to aim. They weren't, they weren't meant to aim at each other. That was the whole point.
0: Well, they did a very good job of missing each other. I mean, I didn't understand that, so I'm glad that Maureen's pointed that out to me because I thought, these men are an appalling shot. No. They're like six feet away from each other. Yeah. And also, what if you are an appalling shot and you accidentally... The second... I did try to miss you. I'd, I'd have to shoot behind me to guarantee that. That's the only way I could guarantee that I'd miss that person. What about my eyesight? Oh, my God. Well, I don't even want to get into that. You might end up shooting yourself, Maureen like an intentional suicide
1: so anyways um the mcdonald's sons mcdonald's sons aren't very happy they want the money still and they start uh, casting aspersions on the duke and on jamie calling him a molly which was 18th century slang for a i think a male prostitute
0: and um basically they're you're then getting a, you're getting another layer here with molly <laughs> can i just say that i'm bringing nothing to the table here? But you do get an extra layer with Maureen Younger. <laughs> she knows stuff. Like the whole duel bit. This bit about the Molly. I'm learning. I saw a play where Molly was was used a lot of words. Anyway, okay. um,
1: and basically, um, I love this bit when they attack Jamie. They attack him from behind, and of course, Jamie being Jamie. He fights off three Highlanders in a surprise attack, clearly. He does get wounded, but he does fight them off. Honestly, Maureen's been going on about this scene for about, I don't know, six months. And, uh, and then Simon Callow is great because he's very English and just goes, sorry, 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 Just a little scratch, don't so, tell the wife. Just scratch, don't tell the wife, don't tell the wife, and takes the petition. Um, and Claire is, of course, pissed off. <coughs> she sews up, he's got another scar, he gets a scar every every episode, but he's got another scar and she's kind of sewing it up and she's not happy. No, she's not. I can't remember what happens after that. Carry on, Maury. Okay, and then he gets called in to see uh, Colum, who also is not happy, and he's furious with Dougal. He knows that Dougal. Uh, oh, got Gellis. a fight Oh, with Dougal. Sorry. And then Dougal admits it. that the baby's his, and uh, Colum just goes right. You're off. You pushes him around and goes right. Go back to your country. Uh, go back to your property. You're not staying here. And then he orders Jamie. Go back to your whore, I think he says something. Like no, that. he's not allowed to see. Oh, see you're not allowed him. to see your whore. Something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's Scottish, and uh, and then he tells Jamie to go with Dougal, but he's not allowed to bring his wife. And um, you kind of get the feeling, <coughs> if you watch the deleted <coughs> scenes, it happen to have the DVD box, um, that Colin wants Jamie out of the way
0: so he can get rid of Claire, or kill her. Yeah,
1: because he wants he wants Jamie to be the, the next chief, and he can't if he's got an English wife.
0: Right. Okay. But
1: he doesn't really cut. They cut that. They cut that episode. that cut that scene out. Um, I d- but I, I, I you don't so you don't really get all the politics, I think. You miss out on some of the No, politics.
0: so I didn't I didn't get that. So I just assumed it was a means of him punishing Jamie to keep him safe yeah, to Jamie's, keep him apart from his Jamie's life. not happy. So I didn't think it was uh so that ja- he could get rid of Jamie so he could murder Claire. But anyway, Jamie goes, but before he does, he says to Claire in no uncertain terms <laughs> stay very away. clearly Stay away from we're in
1: dangerous times, stay away from Gallus.
0: Stay away. (laughs) Stay away from Gellis. So we know what Claire's going to do. She gets, like, (laughs) a message from Gellis saying, come to my house. So she goes. So she goes. And? They both get arrested for being witches. I mean, you know, what can you
1: do with this woman? You tell her. She won't listen. And then as they get carted away, we see uh, Joan, i.e. Leary, Leary, um, and we kind of get the idea that she was behind getting Claire there. Oh,
0: Leary, Larry, Leary, Joan, you are a Abism, Abysm, as my grandmother would say. Abysm, little minx. Abysm. Abysm. I don't know what that is, but... It's I, got to go <coughs> right. Somebody like Leary. <coughs> I must apologise for this horrific coughing I'm doing. I've actually got a cold. Now. Well, ep- episode 11, which We're is We're on episode called... 11, which is the um, the witch's one. Yeah. I don't know. Google it, more. No, I've... Oh, God, I've got... I should have my Kindle on because, um... um I think I might have my phone. Hang on. Let's, let's not do this live on air. <laughs> should we pause it? I mean, I say live on air. <laughs> it's not live, is it? All right, hang on. We're going to pause this. Wait. Just wait there, everybody. Okay, we're back. You, we're back. As soon as she put pause, I've remembered it. It's the devil's mark. It's the devil's mark. Right, okay. So, um... Let's start the scene. So, um... Claire and uh, Gellis are locked up for being witches. Claire's, you know, obviously a little bit irate about this. Um, so they're stuck in this horrible cold cell, um, and uh, Claire is livid with Gellis for getting her there. I think Gellis says, "Look, it's freezing in here. Why don't you, why don't you and I sleep near each other to keep warm?" Claire's like, "I'd rather, I'd rather freeze, I'd rather freeze and go near you." So that's what happens there. Um, in typical eighteenth-century uh, times they're not given any chance to defend themselves they're not given a lawyer they're not read their rights well there aren't no rights yeah yeah there are no rights that's a good point um and they get carted straight off to what is it i guess it's It's a courtroom yeah it's a church court it's a church court so you kind of get the idea that there's no real sort of you know
1: because uh, as we find out actually which trials were illegal by that point but um
0: they're kind of doing an ad hoc church one which might have happened and uh, <coughs> as, as good luck would have it, Ned appears out of nowhere. I don't, I can't remember. How does he know that it's happening? Well, they know in the castle, because in another deleted scene, you find that uh, Column tells him he's not
1: to go down there and defend her, but he goes anyway.
0: Right, so Ned goes down there and defends her, and he tries to call a mistrial.
1: Doesn't happen. That
0: isn't allowed. So he says, right, I'm going to act on their de- in their defence, yep. as their defence lawyer. Lawyer. Thing. such a and genius. he kind
1: of he does kind of does a good job because you get the the, the maid coming going uh basically gel's maid gallice's maid getting into trouble and, and getting and claire in trouble and you and then you get the woman who the uh whose child was killed
0: oh the the woman who saw uh Claire pick up her baby that died and thinks that she was summoning the devil or something well no
1: she stopped the fairies replacing the changeling with her real baby so
0: well, I mean, yeah, so you don't really need too much information
1: but um so yeah so it but Ned is actually putting up a good defence but Claire realises that basically like all almost all witch trials everybody just wants them to be killed so that whatever happens they all want them to the, 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 the actual people everybody in the village wants them to be dead when does that pre- when does that vicar come back he
0: comes in toward, l- later on towards the oh, end right yeah because you think what are you playing at anyway So then they go back, they somehow get a flask... Oh, yeah, Ned gives them a flask of whiskey to keep warm. And then Gellis says something like, Drink tonight, Claire, for tomorrow our ashes will be scattered (laughs) to the wind. That's the kind of research I did here. I googled that.
1: Very impressed. And, uh, And then we find out that Gellis really does love Dougal and that she's an ardent Jacobite and she was stealing money from her husband. Uh, Ten thousand pounds, which is a lot of money. Well, it's a lot of money now. It's a lot of money now. Uh, it crying out was loud. about seven euros. Uh, she can, uh, so they could help the Jacobite cause, and she really is a avid Jacobite. Mm. And she goes to Claire. Do you really, do you love Jamie? That's that's the name you call out in the night because Claire hasn't said yet that she loves Jamie,
0: hasn't she? No, no. Not even in episode seven when they get down and get no, no, no. Oh
1: dear, no. Happens in episode next. Next episode. All right um but so yeah so we, now we know that claire's been calling out jamie's name um and then they get taken back to court and it's all looking incredibly bad um it Le- doesn't look good it doesn't look good joan comes in it leary the bism uh comes and uh claims that claire stole jamie away through witchcraft
0: yeah because that's definitely how that worked um <laughs> And they... Uh, then the Father Bain arrives. Oh, the Father Bain arrives basically saying, oh... I was wrong. I was wrong and she was right, so I should be punished. And they see that as a reason of more It's like more sort of some sort of weird psychology, reverse psychology, where they go, no, Father, you must stay here and she must burn because you're a good man and she's a witch. So, um, oh yeah, because he says he did the wrong thing by stopping her from, with her witch's powers, curing a baby, a child, which, you know, uh, happened.
1: So, anyway, they're about to get uh, found guilty, and Ned goes... This is the... Okay, slightly unbelievable bit. Ned goes... This is the slightly unbelievable bit, more. Okay, than. for me, I mean, we've got different opinions on this. Ned goes, right, We can I can save one of you. So, Claire, you've got to renounce Gellis. And then Claire goes in the box... And, and this, doesn't. And doesn't, which I find unbelievable, because you would go... I mean, as much as I love you, Jen, if that was the case, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Jen's the witch, and I would go. I would not...
0: Oh, that is good to know, more, <laughs> We are both being tried for witches, which, but, I mean, you know, I can totally believe that now, given neither of us have the ability to stop talking when we're told to. Told to. Or, or do the right thing. Or do the right thing. Um, but, you know, the chances that you would go, you know what. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't make any sense, because they're, they're not great friends. In fact, Claire doesn't even like her. Well, wow, And really- then, and then, the bit that was just as unbelievable, which was even more unbelievable, given that Gellis is pregnant, yeah, she's going to have a baby... She gives herself up so that (coughs) Claire can go free. Well, Ghost is going to get killed anyway.
1: She knows that she's never going to get let off. How? How do we know that? Because because everybody's thought she's been a witch for years. So anyway, before that happens, before she gives herself up, this is the bit that Jen won't find believable. I loved, of course. uh, Claire then is got stripped and scalped. She's getting hit, and Uh, uh, who should should arrive? Mister Ben. It's a great scene. I mean, you do wonder why he didn't bring other people with him, at least Murta. But anyway, he kind of uh, dashes it, in, yeah, dashes in, pulls people a aside. Last minute Jamie, isn't he? He's always there just at the right moment. And uh, refuses, goes, you know, I promised to uh, safeguard this woman before God. I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to, you know, and everything. And then, Luckily, would you you go
0: against the will of God? Because I've said that I'm going to do this. He's
1: got taken the whole village, he's got it's just one man against the whole village. So, you know, the chances, even though it's Jamie, you're like, I don't know about the chances. And Gellis steps in and goes, Claire isn't a witch, I'm a witch, and then takes their clothes off. Which, funny enough, does divert attention from Claire and Jamie who escape.
0: When do, yeah, when does Gellis reveal? She, th- th- there was some point where she goes. Oh, I think it's a great day for a barbecue. Yeah, that's a really stupid line. Fucking, but it's a. Fu- I'm going to a fucking barbecue. Looks like I'm going to a fucking barbecue. Yeah. That amused me. Did it a little bit? Yeah, oh, it was a bit of a stupid line. But um, but what no, it is is suggesting this is not a woman of this time. Yeah, this yeah, is A yeah. woman of a past time that when in the sixties yeah, had yeah, barbecues. Yeah. Oh, I, we should mention that she goes.
1: She says to Claire, "I think it is possible to go back, 1968." And she shows her her mark. The
0: devil's mark is her um, pox. Smallpox um, vaccination. And Claire realises that she is from... 1968. (laughs) Well, she doesn't realise. She gets told.
1: Yeah, but then she realises. Because the the woman just says 1968 or 1968 or something. And then she realises when she sees the vaccination mark that she's from the future. Now, this is a bit which is, again, Jamie gets fantasy points by 10,000. I'm guessing Jen, slightly cynical about, is that Claire then tells Jamie that she's from the future. And Jamie, this is a straight woman's dream, you bang on about yourself, drawing on and on and on, and the man not only listens, he up- believes you and asks questions. I mean, I mean, she goes on
0: for hours. Well, you, she's got a lot to say, hasn't she? And also, bearing in mind that she sat down and said that she's from the future, at no point does he go, look, love, you're, you're obviously not well. He's like, I completely believe you 100%. Yeah, that's Jamie.
1: There's no doubt. There's no, no doubt. Jamie. Um, uh, that's a great, that is a great, uh, I like that. Scene, he holds scene.
0: her while she cries. Together, Claire and Jamie. You wouldn't sp- tell that Jen's reading this. I'm a reading bit this bit now. <laughs> uh, are they going to? Jo- that's it. They're going to go to Lollybrock. Jamie's Lally a, a lolly bro- I've written No, <laughs> A different episode. Um Jay Yes. Oh,
1: oh, oh! oh, this oh this no. Bit. no oh, again, this is my another fantasy. God. Mail, another ten thousand fantasy mail points. Right. So basically. They think they're going off to Lollybroch. Oh, well, Claire does. And then... Not Lollybroch, Not Lallybroch. Uh, and then uh, it's... Unknown to Claire, it's going to be their last night together. So Jamie, he doesn't he doesn't shag her. No, no, no. He just pleasures her because he wants to see her face. I mean, come on. You've got to admit that is... I mean, firstly, he pleasures her. Okay, it's written by a woman, obviously. No man would actually do that. But it's Jamie. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's when you realise, in retrospect, that's what he's done. you're like...
0: I, I know, I know. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. it's a nice scene. That's a nice little. It's run. a lovely scene. So he's giving her the once over, while looking her in the eyes, and then he says, "I'm going to take you home." So she assumes that he means Lannibro, but no, he takes her to the stones in Cragnadoon Is that right? Yes, Cragnadoon yes. and and leaves her there and says, "Look, I'm going to sleep here by the fire and wait till you're gone, and make sure you go safely. I'll be. I'll come back in the morning." So she's there. And she knows that if she touches a stone, she'll be back in 1945. But you see, that's true love, because he's willing to let her go, to go back in time. To go
1: back, and you know, that's how much he loves her. And I have to say, when I first saw this, 30 30 times before, um, I was like, oh my God, is she going to go back? Did she have a little cry? No, I didn't have a little cry, but it was tense. It was tense, goes Because it goes all black, and you're like, oh my God, has she gone through? But of course... She, she chooses Jamie. So she wants I mean, back who to the fire. let face it, he wouldn't.
0: Even Jane would choose. Jamie. Well, I don't know. I mean, they don't. They don't. They don't have electricity. There's no like, you know, hospitals. Can't charge your phone. Women appear to be like just close as slaves. But other than that, I think it's a great time to be alive.
1: <laughs> so anyway, because uh, she's got There's no the-
0: antibiotics, Jane
1: like loves to see the positive side. Anyway, fortunately for Jamie, uh, Claire chooses Jamie and wakes him up. So it's come on your feet, soldier. Jamie, of course, is really, really happy.
0: And they have a big old snog. They have a, a big snog and they live happily ever after. Not, they don't. They don't. They, they don't. don't, unfortunately. That's the sad thing about it. <laughs> but anyway, that's the end of that episode. What, what do you think? Is, what do you think? What did I think? Um, yes. I mean, you know, I feel I've watched it a while ago. But I did, I enjoyed it. You didn't enjoy the Witches episode, did you? I don't watch the bit when they're all in the, the actual episode. I enjoyed the bit when they escape. From the
1: once they escape, escape and then they go yeah. and they do the. But I have you know, to say, when because I, cause I do watch seven to eleven more than any any other episodes, and I I do kind of rush through the
0: the witch trial. Witch trial. You said the witch trial was boring when I. Well, it's just because I, I don't know. There's a lot of shouting and. Yeah, and Jamie's not and in Jamie's it Jamie's not in it. That's the what. <laughs> that's the point I was trying to get to. <laughs> I do kind of yeah. I like it when Jamie's around. There's an episode, episode 14, where James doesn't appear at all, I so know. So we're dedicating three and a half seconds to that episode. <laughs> You'll be pleased to hear. <laughs> that much? Not even. I haven't even bothered writing notes about it because I thought Maury won't want to talk about this episode. And there were bits of that episode that did my head in. But anyway, we will save it for episode 14.
1: Okay, so... Uh... So that's
0: episodes 10-11. I don't think it was worth the wait, was it? I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. I can't be certain. But thanks for... Thank you for tuning in. Twelve. We've got twelve people now. Twelve avid listeners. Do you know what? This is incredible. We've got twelve people. We've gone from four to twelve now. This must be I mean, is this what, like, you know, superstardom feels like? (laughs) It is for us. To have (laughs) double digits. (laughs) Well, Jesus had twelve. Look what happened to him. Well, actually, don't look look what happened to him. I don't know if that's a really good example, if I'm honest, Maureen. Anyway. Um... Here, so that's the end. We're delighted that we have twelve listeners. Thank you so much for listening, all twelve of you. Um we will be doing you'll be pleased to know, uh the next lots very soon. I.e. as soon as I switch this off <laughs> and I switch it on again. <laughs> we might as well do might as well do two lots while I have Maureen here in front of me. So so that that they all go out uh two weeks later. So, so we let's won't pretend have, that we, we well, we'll just pretend. Don't think for a second that when we start again we won't pretend that we're in a different location. As opposed to but They normal. do that for
1: just the minute, so they do that for the BBC radio, so what I know, I know,
0: but what they do in the... In the they don't actually tell is, they people. Yeah, It's yeah, the yeah, mystery no. of radio. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it from me. Uh, that's it from me. See you soon. Bye. Bye.